1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: it's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from jason and john on 92.9 fm espn first story uh, college basketball last
3: night. I was locked in. My guy, I was locked yeah, in. the Champions
4: Classic. You told had us all
3: about the, it. Had the Champions Classic going on last night. Uh, I was also watching uh, FAU on ESPN Plus because I'm scouting, dog. Uh, I'm doing what y'all are unwilling to do.
4: Yeah, at least for a few more weeks.
3: Yeah, I'm looking ahead. You know.
4: Uh, Although next week, let's be real, Tigers fans will be locked in. Yeah. We'll be locked into college basketball you know, next
3: week. People want to troll me. People want to try to, you know. Uh, what are they saying? They say, oh, man, thanks for the heads up. I'm I'm, I'm going to turn off Michigan State and Duke to catch FAU. At the end of the day, oh, FAU is in your league, right? Yeah. They are your top competition. Yeah. Need so, to be watching them close, y'all. So it is a lot more productive for you to be watching FAU than mm. it is for you to be watching Michigan State mm. and Duke if you're a Memphis fan. I'm
4: going to agree with you there. It's just
3: the truth. You know, how good is this FAU team? Are they a fluke? Are they going to take a step back? Um, and I'll just start with FAU because, you know, again, that's a little bit more relevant to Memphis. The answer is uh, they are somehow even better, I think. Um, How's that possible? Glo- Golden, Vlad Golden, is better offensively than oh, he yeah. was a year ago. We talked about him after the first game. And obviously, you know, like just having a seven footer who can move like that in college basketball is a huge advantage just in and of itself. But now he's like aggressive offensively. Um,
4: what will the Tigers throw at I, him?
3: I was trying to think of, I was thinking about like, how well, how are they going to guard him? I, I don't know. I, you can't. Most teams can't.
4: Well, it's just going to get a bit, uh, you'll <laughs> get a dose of Malco, Jordan, a bunch of guys, right? You Jordan being on him, double. him
3: a You're going to have to double him. And then if you double him, you know, you're going to leave somebody open. And they have so many shooters, man, between Witherspoon and. Uh, you know, uh, Boyd and Elijah, like they, they just, man, they, they have a, they have a hell of a team. They have a hell of a team. Uh, they, they shot 61% from the floor last night for the game. Okay. Not for half, but for the game against Eastern Michigan. Now, I'm not trying to sit here and say that, I mean, East, it's Eastern Michigan. They're, they're off. But, um, I mean, it was, it was 13 to 25 from three, uh, 62.5% from the floor, uh, outside of threes. Actually, I think that did include threes. It was 63% from the floor altogether. So um, it was a dominating performance by them. And so, look, you, you're you're looking to see, okay, is is this going to be, you know, Memphis is not going to have really any advantages. They're going to have to outplay Florida Atlantic. There's just no doubt about it. Um, and this is a game, by the way, where John L. Davis had one point. I mean, this is just, you know, that's how deep they are. They got 12 from Greenlee. They got 16 from Weatherspoon. They got 19 from Vlad Golden, 11 from Boyd, you know, uh, 13 from two bench guys. I mean, they are, they are you know, they're deep.
4: They're now 25th at Ken Palm, one spot ahead of Memphis. Yeah. So, they you know, I think initially Ken Palm had about 10 spots to start the season below Memphis. of yep. You know, the analytics we were talking about didn't like FAU as much. They've caught up now. Well. And, you know, you got two AAC teams in the top 26. That's, yeah. a, that's a good thing for both Memphis and Florida Atlantic. I I, uh,
3: I tweeted that literally after the first game. I said, FAU is totally credible as a top-ten team. I realize the computers don't agree, but they will catch up, and they are doing that. That's what they do. Um, and, uh, you know, they look, they just have everything you need to make another deep run. Um, so I, I guess the good news for Memphis is that they are this good. You know? Like, you don't – I mean, yeah, it would be great if you just kind of walk to your – you know, like a cakewalk to the conference championship, but – you know, you need some quality wins. Uh, you know, you need opportunities along the way, um, and if you have, and if you for whatever reason do, just can't you know pull it off? Beating FAU once, maybe twice, maybe three times, that's going to be massive for you. That's going to be massive for your seed. You could easily be a top four seed, maybe better, um, depending on you know what what you do the rest of the way. You know, what you did, you beat Texas A and M. Did Ole Miss win last night? I think that I
4: think they did I think it was close. I thought okay. uh, Mercy gave them a tough time, but yeah. I think they got
3: the win. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're right because we we'd have been hearing about that today if mm-hmm. they didn't. Yeah, it was seventy to sixty nine. But Detroit Mer- Mercy is bad. So I mean, yeah. uh, but Ole Miss is four 0 You know, I mean, I thought were three 0 I think I think sometimes Google gives them extra extra wins here. Um, yeah, let's see one. Yeah, they're three 0 Yeah. Um, but again, that's a quality one opportunity there too. So do you beat Ole Miss? Do you beat Texas A&M? Do you beat, you know, um, Michigan? I mean, you do all that, pick off a couple of wins against FAU, um, you are going to be sitting really pretty, I think. Um, so that was FAU. They're they're awesome. Their big man is really what makes it go. I know they're you know, a lot of it is about the guard play, it is. But without him, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. So if you could, to me the game plan, how you defend him is get him in foul trouble. You got to find a way to get that dude off the floor.
4: Um, then you'd have to have an attacking big, that's and that's game. only that's only Brown, really.
3: Yeah, it's gonna. I think that's the best de- defense. Is trying to you know go go at him with Jordan Brown and see if you can get to the foul line on him. Um, Duke handles Michigan State last night. Um, Michigan State is not very good. It is what it is. Uh, they're going to be out of the top twenty-five come. Monday, they're one and two on the season. Um, they shot thirty-two percent from three, which is actually really good for them. Uh, but in the end, just could not do enough to beat Duke. I don't, I, I'm not really sold. I'll be honest, Jason, on Duke either. Um, I, I just I don't think they're they bring much to the table other than Filipowski, their big man. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I mean maybe they'll get better as the season goes along. And then Kansas and Kentucky was certainly the game of the night um as it was a coming out party in the first half for Rob Dillingham who was once upon a time a big Memphis Target um I don't know if people realize that Memphis really wanted him back in the day and what do he have four threes in the first half uh he and Reed Shepard were you familiar with Reed Shepard's game before that Not really Reed Shepard was actually really good for them last night I didn't know who the hell he was he's like just this backup point little point guard um kind of to me played he outplayed DJ Wagner that was my first look at DJ Wagner, and I didn't really see much at all uh, from him. Uh, and he's a freshman, and he's going to get better. But yeah. but he sh- really struggled. He really really and that's struggled. What that freshmen in college basketball do, John? You know
4: it better than anybody.
3: Yep. Um, but man, they 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 really outworked Kentucky. Or excuse me, Kansas for ninety eight percent of the game. Um, and I was on Kansas, and I felt like for ninety eight percent of the time that that Kentucky deserved to win. At the end, Hunter Dickinson, the transfer from Michigan, I was just waiting
4: on you say his name.
3: Could not uh, could not be stopped. He has he has a little Austin Nichols to his game, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. He does. He's got a little uh, ambidextrousness at the rim. You know the way he kind of flicks it in there. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of Austin. Um, you know, maybe that's what Austin Nichols would be in 2023. The guy
4: uh, that, that can uh, uh, that man had 21
3: rebounds, bro.
4: Yeah, he was. I love uh, Austin's ever pulling that many down.
3: Oh, you don't think 27 and
4: 21. You don't, you're what? right about the ambidextrousness, and that's yes, you know. Yes. So I'll He's give just you. kind of
3: flicking it in there, you know. It's like, yeah. damn, that's like you didn't you don't think it, you don't think it's going in, but it just goes in. Again, he just flips, uh, flips it one in. One
4: of them pro college players.
3: That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. Um and Dewan Harris, bro. DeWan freaking Harris. That dude is a monster. I mean, I don't think he missed from three. I think he was five of five from three last night. You ain't even looking at any stats. No, man. I, 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 I cause You're I was just locked in on him. You got these numbers on the top of your head here? Yeah, because I I have always been a big fan of him because you watch him play, and no matter this time situation, he is just a cool customer, man. That dude never loses his composure ever. And like the, the he controls the game. You know what I'm saying? Like he he just
4: Like Javon Quinley.
3: A like hundred percent. Like he just is in control at all times. Um, and he's going to make the right play. And if you keep moving, he is going to find you. Super unselfish, uh, dude. And I, I love his game. I always have. I've, I've liked it for a long time. He's been there for a while, and I've been a big fan of him for for a long. Time. He he certainly won the battle of the Dewans last night mm. over DJ. There is no doubt about that. Now he's got the advantage. He's been in college for three, four, five years. But um, I was there were points in that game, Jason, where I was wondering: Is Kansas really a legitimate? Should we are they a credible number one? And I would say when you can come back like that, yeah. you are. Um, I have questions about them in terms of their rent protection. Man, they don't really have much. Um, you know, Kentucky was able to sort of get what they wanted, and in the end, it was sort of that inexperience that's coming out to play. You know, against the experienced tougher teams, how's that going to look for Kansas? Um, but that you could see it. I mean, that starting five there with DeWan Harris, KJ Adams, Dickinson, McCuller. I mean that's that's pretty damn strong. That's about as good as it's gonna get in college basketball, um, and you just hope that those guys are all playing well at the same time. But uh, it was a, it was a good night of college basketball. I'm watching so you don't have to, uh, and uh, so the so the synopsis here is FAU still awesome, maybe even better. Uh, Kansas credible number one, and Michigan State just mid. Ken Palm literally
4: has. Memphis and FAU mathematically equal at this point and says that the home game will be 78-75 Memphis. The away game will be 78-75 FAU. That's how matched the computers have Memphis and FAU right now. How about that? Dead even, dead heat. Just gives the home court advantage.
3: Yeah. Well, look, you got to have it. You got to have a split there. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm very excited to get more data on Memphis. Um, You know, I'm really excited to see this sort of fleshed out because – I, just, I have more of a baseline with FAU because I saw it last year, right? So I know, like, I, I know uh, my sample size with them is just a little bit bigger. With Memphis, I only have two games. Uh, you know, I mean, I know a couple players, you know, individually, but, you
1: know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it progresses. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today.
4: And you know how it improves the Michigan team. Just sounds like if there's an edge, it's been tested a little bit more doing those secret scrimmages. Something Penny sounds like he wants to do in the future. You know, they're playing Marquette right. in secret scrimmages. That tunes you up. That Marquette team just went to Illinois. Yep. one last night. You didn't mention them. Uh, Memphis and Cam yes. Jones goes in there gets 15, and that win for them. But back to the point, that, that's who Michigan was scrimmaging before the season. Rick Pitino's yes. point to, oh, that's that. You know, that's paying off already Absolutely. for them. And the hope is, you know, it won't pay off next week. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Memphis has been tested too. You go into Missouri, that's sold right. out crowd.
3: That's a pretty good test. You just haven't. You yeah, you've kind of been playing, you know, patsies for the most part. I mean, you got you had yeah. the, the, the they're just exhibition. a little bit more battle
4: tested right now, as, right. as much as you can be on an early season. But right again, I like I like, Pitt, I like Penny though. kind of going to that in the future, because especially with these older teams, where you are going to have these new guys? Uh, may as well do that. It, it seems like it's more important, even more important for Memphis. Yep. Because again, Michigan's going to have the conference schedule they can fall back on. You don't have that, so um, getting as battle tested as possible in your preseason seems smart to me. I like the way Penny's thinking. I assume I, I, uh, so he'll forward. adjust that. Yep. No doubt about
3: it. But it was a good night of college basketball last night. Memphis not in action again until what Friday?
4: Yes, Alabama State.
3: And then it's uh, Wednesday, and then the season really gets uh, gets started after that. Mm-hmm. It's the games are about to start heating up. No question about it.
4: Next story. Tough news for the Cleveland Browns. Their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, uh, played uh, well enough in the second half of that win over Baltimore to get uh, uh, the Browns a huge win and put them up at 6-3, and their second in the AFC North. We were just talking about them with a Super Bowl-caliber defense. You know, When do we start calling them a possible contender in the AFC? Well, that discussion has ended because Deshaun Watson's season is over. He's going to have to have season-ending surgery to repair a fracture in that Throwing shoulder—that's the key here. It's his throwing shoulder's going to be on injured reserve, gone till 2024. Uh, they're paying a lot of money uh, You want 240 guaranteed million dollars to Deshaun Watson—and they're just not getting enough of him in terms of under center. And so uh, now, for this Cleveland team that's got the Steelers this week, um, you look at the rest of the schedule: Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, Texans, Jets. There's a lot in there for them to still win against. I mean, again, Bears. Uh, I know we like the Texans, but you know, that, well, that game's there, and I love CJ But you still got Jets at that. You know, that point, the Rams right now. Uh, I guess Stafford's coming back, but you know, that's a game you can win. Broncos. So you know, having Deshaun Watson, like we were talking about, probably would have meant. Again, with this defense, you know, Cleveland being right there at the end and, and possible, obviously, contention for the division, but maybe as a true contender. And I, I just wonder, you know, at this point with P.J. Walker, the Bears dismissed in the preseason, and what's your boy, DTR, RTD? Yeah, um, R2-D2. Yeah, I think it's five picks, one touchdown between them and the time that they've played when Watson's been out. It's not very – it has not been very pretty. Is that enough? Um, or should the Cleveland Browns – with an opportunity before them, even maybe with a backup quarterback, go out and make a move. Man, who,
3: who can they get?
4: Man, I should go back Josh. Get Josh Dobbs. Go yeah, get the trade. In for, lines over. Trade for that man. I'm kidding. Josh Dobbs. Didn't Cleveland have him, too, at one yes. point? Didn't they trade him to Arizona? I think Josh has been so many places now. Um, no, my point, it doesn't sound like they're, they plan to make any moves. Sounds like they plan to try to do this with what they've got. I just have my doubts in P.J. Walker based on what I've seen. Know he played well for stretches for Carolina last year, enough to get some guaranteed money from the Bears. But um, again, what a blow for a team that, uh, you know, was on the up and up—a Cleveland Browns team. They were starting to feel good about giving Watson the yep. contract. Where they were yep. defensively, yep. this thing's starting to okay. We can uh, start to start to see big things down, and 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 just went. When you, you think it's getting well, good? I mean, it's, it, it's it's a blow.
3: Well, so I will I will attempt to offer a sunnier view. What's my guy's name, man? The, Dorian actor. Thompson Robinson. Thank
4: you, DTR.
3: Yeah, I will attempt to offer a, a sunnier view. Deshaun
4: Watson has sucked. Stop. He was fourteen of fourteen. In the second half of that yes. game, we said he showed flashes, and he, Deshaun flashes. Watson, has Jeff Saturday, now fired NFL coach or moved on from, but back into the booth. You put Deshaun Watson in that huddle, there's belief, John. Well, that means something to the ten that. other grown men that are around him yeah. in that huddle. I understand. So that. this whole thing about Deshaun ain't been great, I, I ain't ready to – don't take me down the road here. I don't. I'm not going to listen to all of it. When you were in the he's huddle, he's better than the other the two they've got behind him. When you were in the huddle at White Station Middle, and was there belief? It was not White Station Middle, fool. It was Snowden. Was there belief? There was zero belief in me. I was just like one of them damn Browns backups.
3: Were you more like PJ
4: or I a DTR? I was the backup. My our main guy was hurt, so when I went in there, they wanted third stringer. Oh, they
3: wanted they wanted yeah, they DTR. Said, We, we
4: want to skip over this fool. Damn. Yeah, that's how bad it was. That's what I'm saying. I so don't. So you were
3: the PJ Walker of the Snowden Middle. Probably. Damn. I don't
4: know if I'm PJ or DTR. I don't know which one. Did but, you? But you never. But it had was a chance. not as good as Charles Williams. It was not as good as Charles. See, and see, there was belief with Charles.
3: There was, but Charles was hurt.
4: Yeah. And Charles, you know, didn't. It wasn't. It's yeah, not like
3: you were out there, you know, you know, on uh, nepotism I, or bro, something. Bro, I was
4: a converted wide receiver like Tannehill out there. It was a damn mess. Right. Yeah.
3: And then they, then they got you up out of there.
4: Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> and they got the third. back to the point. It's not enough.
3: No, look, I I would say this. They've that, been terrible. That defense, too. that defense, and that run game is so good that you can still, with an efficient, efficient performance, okay, without turning the ball over, you could still, I think, make the playoffs. That's what. Well, that's what I believe. In fact, in fact, I you think might be right. I think they are going to win with this on schedule. Sunday. They're going to win on Sunday. I don't Sunday. know if they're
4: going to beat Tomlin, bro.
3: Bro, they're going to – I think they're uh, – they're
4: Tomlin's going to get out-gained and he's going to win. That's what he does.
3: It's going to be hard to get out-gained by P.J. Walker, okay? It just is. I guess it's all that possible. That is going to be nasty, that oh, yeah. game right there. Yeah, that that under-over should be – 13-10. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a fair. is probably 27-and-a-half, like Iowa. Um yeah, actually, I actually think they have enough of a foundation, though, and we'll talk to Adam Turner about this. Yeah, I wonder what he thinks. Uh, that they can still, win, you know, win enough games, to get into the playoffs. Now they have a low ceiling. You know, obviously, I mean, you're not going to be able to win playoff games against. No, but know, th- but them Miami, winning w- them Kansas winning City can or,
4: keep a team that's on the outside looking in right now, like the Bills or Cincy, perhaps.
3: There's no question about it. From getting in, there's just no question about
4: you know, it. If, if Cleveland stays relevant, yes, yes,
3: yeah. like their defense is so good, especially at home. Um, I mean, they they average like they they allow like ten points a game at home. Um, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so, historically good. I think it's one of those things where you look at it, and you're like, man, this is, and it is a blow because you're. It, what it does is it because we we know that Deshaun Watson. Okay, whatever you may feel about him, and it's justified when he was like before all this happened and before the baggage and the suspension and all that in 2020, which was his last full year, he was breaking records. He was breaking. He was a record breaking quarterback. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason why he got that contract. There's a reason why the Browns set a new market with him. And and they set the market in, in a major way. Like not, oh, an escalator, like, oh, no, no. They're gonna they 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 flipped the apple cart completely upside down for this guy. Um so that that it is a blow in terms of your ultimate ceiling. But I think they've done a good enough job with, you know, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, you know, Amari Cooper's going to, you know, move the chains. Yeah, they did. They lost Chubb this season. They lost Chubb. Right here. yes. They have enough Man. to where they can win 9, 10 games and sneak in. Um, and, again, what they do after that, you know, it's – but, you know, they may be playing an AFC North team, you know, and they'll win the wild card or something. Mm-hmm. They may – so you just never know. I don't think it ends their season by any stretch of the imagination. Does it lower their ceiling? Does it bring them back down to earth, you know? Yes, but I still think they're better than Pittsburgh, even without Deshaun Watson.
4: Well, windows closed on them being any sort of real contender. Yes, that's where we started with this. But I, I'm in agreement with you. You did. You, you go through the schedule. You're right about the run game and the defense. Um, there's enough there to still keep this a playoff team, and maybe keep one that we thought was a contender coming in Bills or Cincinnati Bengals yeah. out of the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Next story. All right, we got we to talk about this uh, Draymond Green thing, man. we got to have this discussion. Because he's, out of, he's out of control. He really is. He really – like, I, I'm trying to figure out what is happening with him.
4: Well, Rudy has a, 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 an explanation. Well, huh? so what
3: happens last night, beginning of the game, uh, Steph Curry out, knee soreness resting, Timberwolves coming to town, and one two minutes in the game. Uh, there was
4: still 0-0. Zero, zero.
3: It was still 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, Clay and Jaden McDaniels. Right. Get tangled up, running back. Uh, and Draymond comes over. Rudy Gobert comes into the fray, tries to break it up. Draymond runs over and puts Rudy Gobert in a sleeper hole, man. Put that dude in the in the camel clutch. I mean, like, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, no, Trying Rudy,
4: to, <laughs> Rudy really was getting dragged.
3: They were the the uh, refs came over and they were lifting Rudy's arm. They were like letting it drop. One. <laughs> they were two. Poor Rudy. And and uh and, of course, Clay gets ejected, uh, uh, Jay McDaniels gets ejected, Draymond gets ejected, and it's like this is the second ejection, I think, in a week for Draymond Green. Like he's got ejected two games very recently, and I will say it's like, dude, what is what is wrong with you, man? Like are, do you have some personal stuff going on at home with you? Like he missed a game for personal reasons like last week. What is going on in the mind of Draymond Green?
4: Because
3: um. he's not – I don't think he's right, bro. I I think something's going on.
4: He uh, Rudy says it's when Steph doesn't play, he under he doesn't want to play anymore. So he <laughs> tries to get thrown out. That was Rudy's explanation afterwards, after he got dragged. That this is Draymond's antics. He just doesn't want to play when Steph yeah. is not that. I thought that was weak.
3: You thought that was weak. I'm I just
4: want Rudy to be more angry about this. Well, I mean, look, and he's like poking fun. Yeah. Bro just came from behind you and put you in the sleeper in front of everybody, man. Treated you like a rag doll. And, 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 and Rudy didn't even do anything. No, that's what he put his hands up. Please, I'm neutral. I'm now, neutral. like, you would have had to, like. You, like, he just disrespected the mess out of you. And, you would have had to square I just, up. I just, uh, maybe a little bit more anger. You would have had to square up. Uh, I ain't I'm, not saying, it, I'm
3: not saying I'm going to win the fight, but.
4: We would have. I just said just a little bit more of this is unacceptable, rather than <laughs> just
3: poke a little fun. You know, like I'll be yeah, honest, this, I don't,
4: Rudy. This is why they do it to you, bro. That should have been mouse like, of the You palace. gotta step up. No, it should it never. Really, I'm be saying Mal- if, it if if should never somebody, be that. If you put somebody so in, control.
3: if you put somebody in a damn chokehold, bro, it's about to be Mouse of the Palace.
4: But I'm, I'm not just going to let you do it and throw my hands up and then. Oh, he just doesn't want to play with Steph afterwards. This was fun.
3: I mean, there's been no, s- There's I mean, been some NBA fights that didn't ha- that didn't spill over to the fans. So, but it would have to be that. It would have to be like Carmelo, you know, uh, whatever the last one was. I don't remember who he got the jacking with, but like fist would have had to been thrown. I, know,
4: I at least have to stand back up and turn around. And tell Draymond that's that's unacceptable. You know, that's it's not with, right. Whether it's with the Dukes or not. Bro, you can't uh, just sit there the and Dukes reason with, no, with Draymond, bro. Um that it, it, was, I just it like, was sad to watch I feel watch like he's Rudy lost
3: hit. his like mind, honestly. Like he with the pool well, he, stuff saw, last he saw.
4: Year. Yeah. I mean, I know in the split second he thought that Rudy had a hold of Clay in a way that was unacceptable and that's why he grabbed him the way he did, but yeah. He's just out of control, like you mentioned. you have already been suspended. Um you know, I don't, I don't know to what lengths the NBA is going to have to go here to send a message because it doesn't seem like any message you send to Draymond gets through, that this uh, behavior is not being curved whatsoever. I wonder, you remember he's stomping on Sabonis last year? Uh, you know, I just wonder how heavy they might come down because of his prior history.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, the, the, this won't just be an incident where you're just looking at it, you know, on its own, isolated. This will be something, and we saw it last year uh, with his bonus incident, where his past is, is factored in. So... You know, maybe it's something considerable for for this—the fact that he's just wiling out. It's sort of like Michigan football, man. You got to do something about it right now.
2: Yeah, I, I. Uh...
3: how? I mean, what's he going to get, like five games?
4: I again, I mean, should he get more? Because this behavior is just I, 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 mean, I, I do think he's out, out here example. grabbing and yeah. punching anybody. I think you got to make an example. It. Cause it's I not. mean, I, I don't care what y'all say. That was a dirty play he had on Brandon Clark a couple of years. Remember that? I still yep. ain't forgot about yep. that. The way man yep. pulled him down on the ground and then try to act like you're trying to pick him up, man. But that was dirty and nasty. Well, because like like, like the, to me he, it's he's like He's a what? dirty player. What? what? And, and they have not sent the message exactly. to him to change the behavior. It has not worked.
3: Right. So, and like, so, Denzel Perryman got three games in the NFL for his dirty hits. That's three weeks of the season.
0: And there's only 16.
3: for NFL. Yeah. So that's yeah, almost 25% of your season. 17 games, then. Yeah, sorry, 17. But So basically 25%. I close no, to 20. the point is that
4: hits. That, yeah. that, that, like, hits so I
3: think, I think if Five you're Adam games Silver. games in
4: an 82-game season is nothing for a guy that, Right. You know, again, that'll just brush off of his back. He, he'll enjoy right. the time off. You have to ask we, yourself. We like, Talk you, about you need to hit Ja because it was twice in 10 weeks. Like Draymond's the ultimate. Look at the history. Mm. When are you going to actually punish based on the fact that the message hasn't gotten through? Mm-hmm. That was, okay, well, it's common sense with Ja. Right. But that's why I think you have to come down with more, just a three or a five here, and do something that's finally going to get the message through that this is—it's not going to be accepted. Yeah, we're we're not just going to allow Draymond to
3: run all over the floor and grab whoever he wants to. Because it's like, what could it? It could lead to something. It could escalate. Like because he might
4: lead to your malice in the palace. He could could catch the right guy. you back know. to the back to the, to the the start, it could lead to an event like yes. that, which the NBA cannot afford to have anymore. So, to me, it's got to be 10 games. I mean, last Sac- year with that thing in Sacramento where he was barking at him and everything else for yep. all the, you know, as intense as things got, the crowd was going crazy, and that's what they talked about. They don't want incidents like that where no you could question. possibly you get the crowd and, you know, incite something crazy. And Draymond just, again, does not care. So when does Silver really come down with something on him? Everybody's calling for that Josh, stuff, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah, and Ja got it because he did something stupid twice in ten weeks. Draymond continues to do it, and Silver just sits there, sits back, and doesn't really do anything about it.
3: Yeah, uh, something's got to change. Uh, I but, agree. But Draymond just out of control. He's out of control. Out of control in the NBA.
4: Poor Rudy, a little Frenchman.
3: Uh, next story. Yeah, we'll take a break. We're going to come back with Adam Chernoff, talk to him uh, about uh, the NFL Week 11. That is a next story. That counts, right? Next mm. segment. More so, but next story indeed. We'll get into that. uh, What he likes, what he doesn't. A couple good games this week and more. Stick around, Jason and John. Are you trying to film ESPN? The Live Love Memphis Group at Real Estate Agency is here to help you. And I'm going to give you a specific situation. It's the situation I've been saying, but I know it applies in this day and age. Now that COVID forbearance is gone, maybe you had that. Maybe you were getting that suspension of your mortgage payment or your reduction in mortgage payment, and now it's over and that may be hard to adjust to. Certainly all understand it. There could be hope. You could get into a better situation that's a little bit more affordable, more budget-friendly, but you got to reach out to the Live Love Memphis team to find out. That's sold at Uh, LiveLoveMemphis.com.
4: 901-625-5200 is how you get a hold of Jennifer Carsonson on that phone. Call I made five years ago, and I'm still thankful I made again. Uh, You can get caught up with assumptions or that – You'll never be able to get out of the hole you're in or the spot you're in. You might think that. Stop just sliding down that slippery slope and make the calls. Good chance Jennifer Carsonson can bail you out. She'll find out what the best option is for you. Might be selling that home. Take advantage of the equity that you built right now. Whatever the best option is for you, though, she's going to find it. Again, 901-625-5200. It's the Live Love Memphis and Love Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency.
3: So I have uh, currently uh, for the NFL slate, this week I have one bet in uh, thus far that is just Dolphins. Just Dolphins, minus 11.5, nothing crazy. Uh, but I do believe that this is probably a week where the Raiders come back down to earth. Miami's off a bye. Mm. And, I mean, I think this is the Raiders defense that has not really been tested much. I
4: said that number looks like it's moved up to 12.5, so it looks like you
3: got... Yeah, I mean... There's not much of a difference between 11 and a half and 12 and a half when you think about it. It's like not a key number or anything like that. So you can still get 12 and a half, have 13, right? 14. Well, no, I just seven.
4: wondering, does it continue to move up? Or,
3: I think it might. I think it could close maybe at 13 and a half. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a good chance. What's today? Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <clears throat> sometimes I, I lose sight of how like, how early I'm betting these. You know, it's like, damn, this game's not for four more days. Well, that's what <laughs> I, I you know, for
4: uh, for someone that doesn't do it. That's you know, sometimes you make the case that it's better. You and Adam made the case that it's better to go early. Sometimes early, oh, some, I, it's it's still, what, 6% of the time better to go
3: early? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, you have to go early. Yeah, it's just like, I just, you know, like, like that number could absolutely, uh, and, pr- and will, I assume, go up. But there's no better man to talk to that uh, about with than our man Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. Oh, yeah. And we did play Easy Lover. He joins us every Wednesday, and he's here now. Adam, how we doing, man? I know we're playing a little hurt today.
5: Oh, it's, that's making it an understatement. It's been a, a rough health week the last uh, three days, and and it's a struggle. So, I, pardon me for keeping you guys hanging here an extra minute and a half. Um, no, you don't no. want to know what was going on a minute and a half ago. That's
2: all
3: right. I
5: appreciate you doing it under the weather, bro.
3: You know, some of the best performances in sport have come. Mm, you know, Jordan flu game. That's so. Is this sort of the is this the churn off flu game that we're gonna
5: get here? Well, after last week and how some of those results went, I could use a big performance. So let's let's hope so. I'll take it.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, no releases thus far uh, on the uh, from the service yet this week. Uh, still time, but is that because just from a you know an inside baseball perspective, you're getting to a point in the season where the market is just a little bit more efficient, or uh, maybe the spots just aren't like. Uh, is that a part of it? Um, that it kind of slows down the later you get into the season? Just what sort of uh, is the logic behind maybe a a slower week than normal?
5: Uh, It it was really just a matter of people jumping in front of us to get some of the bets that we really liked. And that's really becoming something more common as we get into this middle portion of the season, like you're mentioning. Uh, The lines really tighten up, and it becomes very hard to win, and it becomes very hard to have a lot of bets and people are more privy to what is going on earlier in the week because you find a a spot where at the early part of the season, everybody has very different opinions on what teams are or what they're not. We now have 10 weeks of data, and for someone to have opinions that are drastically different than what the market is showing is really, really tough. And so a lot of these spots that are really good, getting bet early in the week, and we were ready to fire on a number of them. They just got taken before we could get to getting them out. So that's really the that's simple right. answer to that.
4: Uh, Adam, how if how's the 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 thinking around the Steelers and Browns game changed now that we know? And I guess you probably already did that. You know, Deshaun was going to face something, but now we know he's out for the season. I know that, that total looks like the lowest one of the week. I could be wrong. Just What are you looking at with Steelers-Browns? Are we looking at a nasty little rock fight of a
5: game here? Okay, so we can go inside a little bit on this one. Um, there was interest from us on betting the Browns at minus four, mm-hmm. and we were kind of going back and forth on it. We're like, how ah, do we want to, do we not? And the big thinking was why we did not was because we didn't know what the status of Watson was going yep. to be. Now we know he is out. Here's what I'll say about this one that's quite interesting. Uh, We're looking at a spot where, against Baltimore, Watson was ruled out very last minute, earlier in the season in Week 4. The Browns were a a 2.5-point favorite at that time. It closed with the Ravens a 1-point favorite. That move is, is very insignificant. Against the Colts, we saw the same scenario occur again. And that was a game that was right around Cleveland minus four, got to three and a half. Now for this game, we're seeing the Browns go from a four-point favorite with Watson to now a one-point underdog. And internally, one of our best and most respected batters of the team was like, I'm fine waiting on this because if Watson is ruled out, we're going to get the Browns at a big discount and i really want to bet on their defense against this steelers offense like yeah. that's the intrigue and so now you're you're getting way more of an adjustment than we've ever seen in these other games that watson has missed where he could have possibly played and i just i don't think it's fully justified so to me cleveland getting a point even at a pickem here uh is certainly the side that's intriguing to me
3: yeah it was it's it was it's interesting yeah. that because it was you know the move had the move was announced and then it was still browns minus two so is this simply just a, a a service that has since released Steelers? like what because again it, it sort of settled at, at minus two and now we're seeing it at, at one what what changed between you know 9 a.m this morning and right now
5: uh just a couple positions came in on pittsburgh honestly from other betters within yeah. the market yeah. um and and you can look at that and say like okay the Steelers now without left and right starting tackles. There's no Nick Chubb based on when these two teams played earlier in the season, and and that was a game where Cleveland closed minus two with all of those guys. And so now you take them all away, you're like, well, how can Cleveland still be minus two? But I think it's a much different scenario.
3: Yeah, we're talking to Adam Turnoff here from Right Angle Sports. He joins us every single Wednesday here on the show, talking all things NFL. If you have not. Download it and subscribe to his podcast, The Simple Handicap. It is must-listen stuff. Download the RAS app. You want to get smarter about the NFL it's a great way to do it. I have one position thus far. We you know it privately, but one position this week so far in uh, in in week 11 is Dolphins minus <clears throat> 11 and a half. That's up to 12 and a half, maybe 13 at your sharper books, but not much of a material difference between 11 and a half and 12 and a half if you're still out there wondering about it. Uh, is this a spot for Miami off the buy, off the loss? where they take advantage of a, of a Raiders defense that is not as good as it has appeared the last two weeks, or do you think what we're seeing from the Raiders the last two weeks is something that is able to be sustained?
5: Well, uh, it's funny you bring this game up because you may have heard a bit of a sound effect murmur in the background on the, the last game we just talked about. And that was the alert for a buy order coming in on the Miami dolphins who are now out to a 14 point favorite oh my. as a, uh, professional betting group, just absolutely smashed them <laughs> at every price that was available at, I'm looking at 12 different sports folks that just got smoked. And so, uh, you're spot on. Uh, This is a Raiders team that some of the best bettors in the world are out to fade this week. They beat the giants. They beat the jets at home. Those are two offenses. They can't move the football with Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito. Uh, All of a sudden that Raiders defense looked really good. And then the Raiders offense, which is insistent on running the football managed to get away with it. Now the Raiders go away from the confines of Las Vegas and they go on the road across the country to play the dolphins, off of the buy, and it's a Dolphins defense that is now getting healthy with all the guys coming out this week and saying it's finally clicking within the Fangio system. You have Mike McDaniel off the buy, scheming for a Raiders defense. They can't stop anybody that isn't Zach Wilson or Tommy DeVito. Much different situation with the number one offense here in the Dolphins on the field. Uh, this sets up for a serious blowout by the Dolphins this week.
3: Yeah, um... I I, uh, I we talked about this last week, but I actually upgraded them uh, after even a, even after the uh, the Chiefs lost. So we will see exactly you know what that looks like. But it feels like a, a get right spot, no question about it. Okay, one that's uh, a bit interesting um, is is Texans Cardinals to me uh, because you have C J Stroud obviously coming off of a massive win over the Cincinnati Bengals outright, and then you have the Cardinals who, like, are they going to try to win now with Kyler? Can they win now with Kyler there at quarterback? This is sitting at five. Is there value in your mind potentially on an Arizona team that's getting back the quarterback that has new energy and a Texans team that is clearly going to be riding high off that road win?
5: Indifferent. Um, I'll tell you kind of my thought process here. When this number opened Arizona plus six, my first thought was that's too much. And like you mentioned, you have the offensive bump with Murray coming back. That's a big boost to the team. Who are the Texans as great as they have been playing to be laying six points at home versus anybody. The market agreed with that. It came down to Arizona plus four, but in the last three hours, we have seen disagreement with that. The Texans are now back out to a five point favorite. Where this becomes a little bit interesting when you're looking at this now and where it stands is you have a Houston Texans offense, which is performing exceptionally well and has done so in many games without a lot of their key pieces, either on the offensive line, but they've been down a wide receiver or two. They're trending to be healthy this week. On the defensive side, they got Stingley back last week, their best defender within the secondary. And you have D'Amico Ryans, who is the head coach, but announced that they're has comes from the NFC West, pardon me, which is where Kyler Murray has played all of his football. There's a ton of familiarity with Demico Ryan's on Kyler Murray and how to defend him from his time with San Francisco, where he saw Murray a ton. And so you're looking at this spot now. It's a weird interconference game, but there's an unusual amount of familiarity with Ryan's on how to defend Kyler Murray, which isn't usually the case in these games, and then just something else to think about as we go here through the last six to seven weeks of the season. We're going to see a lot in the next month of games where it's an AFC team playing an NFC team. These AFC teams are just beating each other up, and it's top-tier competition week after week, where these NFC teams, they're playing a lot of weak schedules because there's a lot of bad NFC teams lingering around. And so you start to wonder in these interconference games if the AFC teams may be just a little bit undervalued as a whole against these NFC teams, and this might very well fit that criteria too. So that's just something to watch and see how those results fall over the next couple of weeks before we get into the final two weeks of divisional games. Uh, but a little bit of intrigue now with Houston, honestly, against my initial opinion. Uh, one of those AFC-NFC
4: matchups, Eagles-Chiefs, big one uh, obviously on Monday night. Why shouldn't I just jump on and take the points with the eagles would arguably the best team in football
5: because the best quarterback in football is on the other side that's the easy answer to that one um, basic sort of square handicap from my perspective on that one than saying that uh, but I mean it's it's something that you just you kind of have to do it um, that offense
4: doesn't <laughs> does, you know in the way it's played doesn't concern
5: you Adam I'm sure okay. it concerns so, you he, yeah here's here's where this is interesting The Chiefs against the Dolphins in the first quarter looked like a completely different offense. The creativity and the play calling, the routes that they were running, the pre-snap motion, Mm -hmm. that was the Chiefs offense clicking. Now, don't get me wrong. This has been a solid offense all season long, despite all of the new guys working in. But there's an element that you're kind of seeing within the Chiefs season where when they need to step it up and there's a lot of urgency on them to to make plays against top-tier opponents, looks a little bit different and i think we're going to see that and sort of get the better play calling version of the chiefs out of the bye against the eagles here at home on monday night with all this extra time to prepare and what what would worry me as an eagles backer is an interesting stat the eagles opponents throw the football at at a rate above expectation higher than any other team in the league. So to put that simply, when teams play the Eagles, they throw the football way more than they're expected to because the Eagles are so good up front. That's going to mean this is a Mahomes game through and through for the Chiefs. You're putting the ball in his hand off the extra time to prepare. I know the Eagles have it too, but I just, I can't get away from backing Mahomes homes. I gotcha.
3: Well, I want to, I want to push back just a little bit on this because there's some conventional, well, there's some conventional wisdom. It feels like to me that you are bucking here because all, and, and, and you know this because it's what you bet. I mean, these are all market derived power ratings uh, functions of those ratings throughout the course of the season. And in your interview with, Matthew Davidow, who you have said, and we've talked about, you respect uh, basically more than anybody when it comes to NFL handicapping. He said without hesitation that the Philadelphia Eagles are his number one power-rated team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that. yet here they are. They got bought back at three immediately. So now we're back down to two and a half. And, 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 and like, look, people, reasonable people can disagree all the time, but isn't this supposed to be about power ratings and where certain teams rank and uh, what 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 they spit out, and here I have the number one power rated team by one of the most respected minds in this entire industry, and I I'm supposed to take the cheaps. So I'm just sort of I'm trying to figure this out.
5: It it makes sense. Uh, there's two answers. One, this is going to be a square play on Kansas City that I just take <laughs> it away from. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's okay.
3: One. Okay. All right. All right. And that's sometimes those
5: win. By the way, you know. Yes, yes, they do, and they did against Miami as well. So that's number one. Number two, uh, there is a chance that Jalen Hurts is far less than 100% oh, that yeah. the Eagles are not leading on, um, oh, yes. which I think matters a little bit. And I I think that if if poised with that question, Matthew Davidell would have agreed that that may not be the number one rated team if Hurts is not 100%. And I do think that the Eagles are doing a terrific job of downplaying the severity of that knee injury has mm. that may keep him from running as much. So it, it's, it's partially just a square play by me, but it's partially there's the potential that it hurts is not a hundred percent.
3: Okay. We do have a little bit of news uh, on Thursday night, which is sort of the bookend of, of, you know, the, the, the week 11. So you have, you know, great start, great finish. Uh, ideally there from Thursday to Sunday um, or it's, it's Monday, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Monday, Monday night. Right. game. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, uh, T. Higgins not going, Sam Hubbard not going, okay. but Trey Hendrickson is going to play for Cincinnati. Uh, does that interest you in Cincinnati? Given that you know Baltimore is going to have the injuries of their own in a short week, or is this a stay away for you?
5: The, the side's a complete stay away. I don't have any interest there. I think the number is right with Baltimore minus four. The total has been bet up three points from forty-three to forty-six. I don't love going over 46. I think that that number is close to being right. Uh, but at the same time, I cannot I cannot ignore that these two teams have been bet over by some of the sharpest pros the last couple of weeks. And I think this game could go against this whole primetime undertrend, and we see a lot of points scored. And so uh, I, I'll be involved in an over- one way or another, within this game, uh, I just don't know if it'll be pregame. I don't know if it'll be something I take in play. Uh, but I think we see points between these two teams.
3: Adam, you're the best, my man. Appreciate Thank you, this as always. Get better. Get some rest. Get healthy, man. We need you for the stretch run. Thanks, brother.
5: Can I can I squeeze in one at the buzzer with the local local team here in the Ple- Titans? Please do. Can you please do? Are we fading them? That would be fun. We are going over 40 points in this game. Titans-Jags, uh, an AFC South battle. The Titans the last three weeks have played just three dead-under teams with very good run defenses. The Jags the last three weeks have played three dead-under teams with very good defenses. And now the Jags play a Titans defense that forces teams to throw the ball a ton. And the Titans play a Jags defense that forces teams to run the football more than they want to. Both of these things set up well for both offenses. I think it'll be an exciting one uh, down there in Jacksonville. So over forty points.
3: Adam, you're the man, Thank dude. You, Thanks. Sir. Appreciate you, man.
5: Thanks, guys. Enjoy week eleven.
3: Yep. Sure. He is Adam Turnoff from Right Angle Sports, uh, breaking it all down. So there you have it, uh, Miami. It's, it's funny you mentioned you were we were talking about this like literally right before he came on. You know, w- would this number go up? As we brought Adam on, it got hammered. Mm-hmm. It got hammered, so uh, <laughs> it's like, are you a professional? Better, I'm starting. I'm, I'm. I mean, I. I need to see what's on that laptop.
4: If I honed my stuff, I could be right there with you and Adam.
3: It takes a lot. But of y'all,
4: that you know, it's not a, energy. It's, it's not right. You guys, there's so much investment. There is. If you want to be like y'all,
0: and it's not even just the
3: the dollar amount. It's not even that. It's Mine's just,
4: the... just that old school Ditka.
0: Eye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
2: We'll